Welcome back to another episode of the College Football Overdrive Podcast. My name is Fred Purdue. I am one of your hosts. We have a little bit of an audible today. We have a special guest on the line. We have Candace Cooper, host of the Lock of the Locked On ACC Podcast. What's going on, Candace? How are you? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me, Candace. I have. I'm a big fan of your work. <laughs> um, I have been trying. I have I, when I was over at the other with you guys over at um, at Locked On covering the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, it was a it was a great time over there. Um, big again, big fan of your work. Definitely been having questions about the this whole ACC realignment thing. So had to get you over here to to discuss a little bit of this money grab, I guess, if you want to call it, <laughs> from this ACC thing. Uh, before we jump into it, let's pay some bills, right? Yeah. Uh, make sure you follow the show on Twitter at uh, CFB Over- Overdrive. Make sure you follow myself on Twitter at Fred Produce CFB. Candace, where can they find your work? Yeah, you can find me at Candace D. Cooper or Locked on ACC. We're available wherever you listen to podcasts as well as subscribing to our YouTube channel. Good stuff. Good stuff. And for my guy, Rick Brown, co-host, uh, I know he's not here today. You can go follow him on Twitter at RickBrown91. He, he delivers it straight, no chaser. So don't come for me, go for him. Uh, definitely want to get into this ACC thing, right? So we have a bunch of realignment with... Uh, schools like Miami, Florida State, Virginia Tech, and others who aren't really so happy with their the money they're getting, the contract they have, and some things aren't really aligning. So what's going on with this ACC? Yeah, so as most, if many people don't know, the SEC and the Big Ten have solidified some really big TV deals that allows for their distribution among their various universities to be quite large. Um, signing some of the biggest TV deals in sports history. And now you have a lot of your you know, respective universities trying to get in on the pot, get in on the action. We've seen some of this realignment because the NCAA is what it is, not exactly the greatest organization in the world. So people have been exploring ideas of how to, you know, get away from and or, you know, keep expanding their said franchises and want to win championships. And we all know that it's an arms race to build the best buildings, best facilities, have the best coaches. And with NIL, you're competing at all facets of needing some sort of access point, which is, you know, the good old mighty dollar. <laughs> and the SEC and the Big Ten are leaps and bounds ahead of the ACC, the Pac-12, and the Big 12. And now you find yourself with a gap so large that our top programs are starting to look over and say, we have a nice, strong brand around the nation and we are doing pretty well athletically like why shouldn't we explore the opportunity to make you know or close the gap within 30 million dollars a year so i think that's where the magnificent seven had acc spring meetings and there were some murmurs around north carolina north carolina state virginia virginia tech miami and florida state and clemson wanting to dibble dabble in the worlds of either parting ways with the acc adding an eighth team which could have been louisville and or going to different um, conferences. The ACC, they had record numbers when it came to um, money that was made back in 2020, the COVID years. Mm -hmm. Uh, They split a little bit of that with Notre Dame, who they also split some of the uh, NBC money from their home games with the conference, but 578 million, uh, that's 36 million per school. Not enough compared to that, to the giant that is the SEC who is uh, there $777 million. I mean, mm-hmm. we're throwing around big time numbers here mm-hmm. for 55 million a school. Uh, 
the realignment I've seen, I mean, we've seen scenarios everywhere. I've seen everything from an entirely new conference called the Big 24, which makes absolutely no sense. And if you mm-hmm. see, <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. Uh, I've seen Miami, North Carolina, among others, uh, going to the SEC, which I think what what I think would happen is you have a essentially north-south super conference situation where you have it's the SEC and it's the Big Ten. Is there any way that we can save the ACC? Um, I think the ACC is going to be saved at least till 2036 for the various, for the reasons of they have an airtight contract with mm-hmm. ESPN and there's almost no way to alleviate them of their duties unless they're willing to pay a nine-figure pill penalty up to the you know talks of 120 million dollars which frankly a lot of these schools don't have and with state governments being what they are and a lot of these being public universities the funding is just not unless you have multi-billionaires who are looking to you know get you away from and find reason for spending that kind of money it's just not going to happen do i think the acc is going to look the same in the next three to five uh, it could be could be dicey, right? I think it's going to be a lot, whether it's redistributing the money based on merit, how well teams are doing, or you got to figure out how to get some more money out of ESPN, which would be unlikely because they are struggling, as we've seen in their you know recent layoffs and figuring configuring what they're going to do as a network. I see schools like Clemson and Florida State who are the flagships uh, for the ACC. Miami is not where they want to be, haven't been that way in two-thirds of my lifetime. Uh, resident Miami Hurricane fan here, so I can be truthful about my school. Uh, but at the same time, I see championships being won here. And I, what I want to know, and maybe you can expound further, when when it comes to the comes to money being redistributed, how willing are some of these schools to take a deal like that? The lower tier schools in the ACC, the, the Wake Forces, who may win once every ten years, your Boston colleges, how willing how willing are they to accept something like this? I mean, I don't think they're willing at all. So that that's just the nuts and bolts of it. It's a matter of will they have a choice um, in terms of. Commissioner Phillips and his decision making with the powers that be, it's not going to be an easy thing to tell someone once they're getting 40 million, now they might get reduced to 10 to 20 million. Mm-hmm. So I think that's not not something that you know, it's going to go down nicely. I do, however, think that right now everyone's, you know, causing this big fluff and it's not really going to be a thing for at least, again, the next five to seven personally. But um, it's certainly something to consider when you're talking about just realignment in general. Like the top schools, it's it sounds nice, right, to be the big dog of the ACC. But if you want to throw yourself into the Big Ten and the SEC, you're gonna find yourself being a peon. And I don't know. I rather when I rather compete for championships, knowing I have a shot every single year, versus being in the mix where I may never see that uh, sort of high high life again. You speak of championships, and and when we we hear the college football overdrive podcast, we talk football. We I know basketball. This is a basketball conference as well, but we care about the football. We don't really we 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 like baseball. We don't really care a lot about baseball because we know the football team brings all the money in, right? So when you talk about championships, there's this whole playoff thing. It's about we're about to get a huge change to the playoffs and. We're getting 12 teams next year. 
and having that extra the, those extra bids, I think that the ACC, those teams wanting to leave, having those extra bids would actually be a good idea to stay for them, right? Um, I think that Clemson doesn't really care either way because they're mm. going to be in the conversation. I don't think a Florida State team that's arguably going to be a top five program this year is going to care much either way. But I think it's definitely something for a North Carolina or a Pitt, you know, to be more inclined mm. to turn their ear towards. Um, but ultimately, it's I mean, at the end of the day, all of this is really greed, right? You're, you, you can go to you can dress it up as many different conferences as you want. It's just who can make me the most money. And we've never been in a su- such a transparent time where people are sharing what the deals are and sharing what the money is looking like and all that fun stuff. So I think that's where it gets, you know, dicey at the end of the day. What is 700 million this, this year, next year is not going to be enough, right? They're going to need 800 million. And it's just always going to be this chase and no one's ever really going to be satisfied. Yeah. No one's ever really going to be satisfied. I get it. Uh, The SEC has set the bar really, really high and everyone else is somewhat chasing. Clemson has had the most success in the conference winning a couple of national championships and uh, being, being able to be having the elite players, sending those guys off to the NFL, Florida state seems like they're coming back a little bit. I don't know how sustainable that is with the transfer portal and everything. Uh, the, and then there's some, there's a whole bunch, there's a whole bunch of schools really fighting for that number three spot. North Carolina sometimes acts like they do. Um, as long as they have Drake may, it sounds like a good idea. Um, but defensively who knows uh miami again they're miami you you don't know what you're getting year to year um but yeah this this acc thing is really very very much interesting uh to to wrap your head around because we're now getting those those figures out in front of us they we we always talk about college football is this it's the passion and the pageantry that sounds really great until you start talking big time numbers yeah, agreed. I, I think that it's ultimately coming down to all my dollar, which ultimately is also going to hurt the non-revenue sports, because as we keep trying to chase football, recruiting and making everything better, there the ramifications of you know some of these dealings is that a lot of these non-revenue sports and programs are going to be eliminated. So if we did have a little bit of realignment, where do you see some of the your top level schools? You know, we have an idea of where they're going. Your Clemson's, your Miami's, your Virginia Tech's, they have the best recruiting areas. Um, they also have they have the best potential to make any conference money just based on the brand name. So we know we have an idea. They're probably landing somewhere in the Big Ten or the SEC. But for your uh, your schools like NC State, Louisville and others, where do you see them landing? Well, I don't see anybody landing anywhere but the ACC right now. So Mm -hmm. let me just say that very clear. I think that the SEC and the Big Ten also have to look. You have to step back and say, does the SEC and the Big Ten even Mm -hmm. want these schools? Because the redistribution, like you're adding more pieces to the pot, right? So UCLA and USC, it's a great market, top two market in the country. That's, you know, okay, I get it. Why would you? Of course you do that. South Carolina, cool. I mean, sure, you could put Clemson in the SEC, fine, but – do they want to be in the SEC? I mean, does the SEC really want them? Are they going to add a lot more value than what they have now? It remains to be seen. I think teams like Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, NC State, Virginia, honestly, Virginia Tech, they're dancing with it, but they shouldn't. Virginia dancing with it, but they shouldn't probably find themselves in like a Big 12 or, you know, for someone like a Pitt going back to the Big East. So, like, it's just – it's all stupid to me <laughs> if you can't tell. 
Yeah, it's very much. Uh, it. I, I'm more of the. I want to see it on the field. I don't really care what happens behind the scenes with the money. Pretty I much. Want, I want to see what happens on the field. Clemson has been so dominant uh, in this conference that. In a sense, it would be somewhat silly to go somewhere else. Granted, when they go out and play other teams like LSU in a national championship, it looks a little bit different. Granted, that's against a whole different – that was a whole different beast of a team. But when you see Clemson, they, they seem like they're – I don't want to say struggling. I don't want to say the dynasty's over, but it looks like some things have changed there. Well, uh, I would, but what do you, but what do people mean when they say the dynasty is changing? I mean, Trevor Lawrence is a generational talent, right? Yes. So, like, he's an insanely good one of one type of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have the Mr. Watson who is generational before all the shit. Mm-hmm. He's a really good talent. So, I think it's like, okay, you have a quarterback that had to work on some things and figure some things out, and it wasn't instant success. It was immediate, like, oh, they're taking a step back. They won damn 10 games. So, it's like, what are, what are we doing here when we're saying 10 games? season is awful right if it's not Alabama wasn't in national championship either so I think it's just a matter of like there's other people that get turns like it's okay like there's not dynasty shifts it's just the season didn't go of course in goal they've established themselves to now where a national championship or bust is sort of their mentality but I don't think we you know completely write them off because they did win the ACC championship they did 10 wins is a bad year for Clemson 10 years (laughs) I would take 10 wins in Coral Gables yeah I mean I mean, it, it's been so long. I Everyone knows, they know here, I, I cry all the time because it's it's bad. I've dealt through, I've gone through Manny Diaz and Mark Rick, and it wasn't bad with Mark Rick to the to a degree, but I've I've dealt with it for a long time since 2004. And it, it, I would take 10 years, 10 wins being a bad year any day of the week. And I would take my quarterback not being the best and still surviving. Sure. Uh, yeah, definitely. I would take that Florida state also, um, they haven't again been the best, but uh, they look like they seem like they're turning the corner. I hope not. I'm, I would, yeah. haven't been all that happy the last couple of years. My pockets are might be a little bit lighter, uh, but yeah, Flo- I think we have these expectations of some of these schools that they're supposed to be uh, Alabama, uh, or better, Ohio State or better, and maybe a slight tick down, or it doesn't look like it's supposed to. Seeing that dominance, it's, it's a thing. So. Sure. Candace, it was great having you on today, uh, giving us a, a deeper insight into the ACC. Again, big fan of everything you do. Uh, if you can, plug your work for us. Yeah, so you can follow us Locked On ACC each and every day. You listen to podcasts, part of Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every day, available wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as on YouTube. You can subscribe to our channel or follow us on Twitter at Locked On ACC. Candice, you are officially a, f- a friend of the show. We would definitely <laughs> like to have you on again at some point throughout the season. Uh, guys, you can make sure you follow the show at CFB Overdrive. You can follow myself on Twitter at Fred Purdue CFB and for my co-host Rick Brown, who delivers it straight, no chaser. You can find him on Twitter at Rick Brown91. Again, go for him, not me. I don't want the smoke. Again, Candace, it was great having you on, and I definitely want to have you on again. Appreciate the time. Look forward to coming back. All right. Thank you.